<laughs> Hello. Welcome to another edition of the MLB After Hours podcast. I am your host, Connor, and today we have a guest that has never been on an episode of the podcast, and that is a fellow Cubs fan, Prin. Uh, the rest of the cast, we have uh, Tony, Astros fan, Hero, as always, the Cardinals fan, and Marlins man, John. <laughs> So yeah, That's is there a pause? Good greeting from John there. All right, so a couple big things happened just yesterday, and um, one of those things was Alec Mills throwing a no hitter, and the other one was Albert Pujols hitting his 660th homer, which uh, passed up Willie Mays on the all-time leaderboard. And uh, I first wanted to acknowledge those things, but then I wanted to get Crin's opinion on Alec Mills and his no hitter. Against the Brewers, Crin. Uh, what well, were you, what were you thinking? It was the greatest pitching performance since Kerry Woods' twenty strikeout game. <laughs> uh, no, it's one of those games where everything went right. Like every single hard hit ball went right to someone. There, there really wasn't any plays where it was like they had to make a really ridiculous play. It was more like. The hit probability was really high for the Brewers. Like, there was less than 1% chance that that should have happened. But it worked out, and he got the no hitter. Uh, first career, or first professional nine inning game for Mills, which pretty crazy. Yeah, he was a walk on in college and comes all the way. Up to the big leagues and throws a no-hitter. I think hitter. the coolest part is that both Chicago teams have a no-hitter this year. That's the most insane thing. Windy City, wow. <laughs> and the other thing about it is that both teams that have been no-hit this year are in the NL Central, which I think just speaks to how bad the offense is in the NL Central. Well, you know the funniest thing? That was the first time the Brewers have been no-hit at Miller Park, but it was the second no-hitter thrown at Miller Park. Because Carlos Zambrano no-hit the Astros there. That was before I was an Astros fan, so... Oof. Yeah. All right, all right. I mean, one of the things that's completely been swept under the radar with the Mills no-hitter was the Brewers were just lost the entire game. Yeah. They were... So bad. Like, all of their errors just would come back to back and give them, like, a bunch of extra outs with runners in scoring position. And then it would just take, like, a like I think we scored four or five off bloop singles. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't have had those opportunities if they just didn't make errors. Yeah, honestly, I think that was probably one of the worst performances from a team in the entire year. They had three errors. They, of course, didn't get a hit. They they put, had to put a position player in to pitch at the end. Like Keep in mind, this is also Alec Mills. Arcee yes. had a solid inning there in the end. You know, I mean, he gave up a couple runs, but it was um, pretty good. Yeah, that's ridiculous! <laughs> I agree, John. Um, let's, let's move on for a second here, and... Talk about Albert Pujols. I want to. I want to hear from Hero. I want to hear your memories of Albert Pujols, if you have any, and if you think good move, right, not signing him. Well, 
I I don't remember much of the Albert Pujols era. Obviously, I, I know about it. It was one of the best hitters of all time. Um, I always root for him, even though he's with the Angels. And, I mean, not, looking back now, obviously, it's a good move to not have signed him. Obviously, he's not as good. He never was as good with the Angels as he was with the Cardinals. I think at the time, I would have been very upset that we didn't sign him. But it also makes sense because, obviously, he got a crazy amount of money. And uh, the Cardinals, they wouldn't have been, you know, in the postseason as much or with a winning record as much as they have in the past decade if they were handcuffed with a big contract like that. So I guess it was a smart move to not sign him. But it's, it's also makes you proud as a Cardinals fan to see all the milestones that, that he's achieving even if it's with the Angels. Yeah, I, I agree. I think when players leave the team, you root for them a lot. I, I'm like that with Tommy Lastella. I love him. Um, Tom, Tommy's great. Yeah. Definitely uh, a Hall of Famer. He has, like, the clout in the MOB. Like, talking about Tommy or... <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're talking about Tommy Lastella. Honestly, I think whether he fell off in L.A. or not, Dude, Albert Pools is still Albert Pools. He is like one of the greatest Cardinal players of all time. I love him. I I, I look at it with Pujols. I'm glad he went out to Los Angeles because I don't think he would have regressed nearly as hard if he stayed in St. Louis. I I think he probably would have put up similar numbers for a couple more years, and then started falling off. But like. Look what he did. He goes back to St. Louis, what, a couple years ago for the first time, hits hits a couple bombs. Like, the man is still a re- – like, you put him in St. Louis, and I bet he'd be dangerous. Yeah, you know, you can only wonder what he could have done against the Cubs, right? So, I guess I maybe mean, it's good. You look at I, – I, whenever the Cubs play, like, the Reds or Brewers, they always show, like, all-time – or not all time, but current sta- like leaderboards for who's like the most dangerous hitter against the Cubs that are still active. And Pujols is at the top of the list every single time, yet he hasn't played in the NL Central for eight years. Like yep. he he's higher than Votto and Braun, and Braun's won an MVP in there. Votto's Votto. Somehow, yep. Pujols is still is still over them. The man. Oh God, I, I'm glad we don't have to face him. He's scary. And while we're on the NL Central, I want to talk about this Cardinals Brewers series. Um, it's five games this week, and then five games to end this the season. And it's big for both teams, and it's the Cardinals. Um, if the if the Brewers drop, you know, more than half the games, they're probably out of it. Maybe even they're out of the second spot for sure. Maybe out of, even out of the whole race. But it's also important for the Cardinals, um, if they want to stay in the division race, which they're falling out of right now, and if they want to to get the second seed. So let's go back to Hero. Um, how important it really is this series, and do the how, what's the, what's the Cardinals' chances to? get that second seed or maybe you win the division. 
I think 10 games against the Brewers is very big to end the season here. Um, I think it's it's decisive for that second spot in the NL Central at this point. Um, I still like the Cardinals. I mean, we have the spot right now, so it's our spot to lose. But uh, we have seen some injuries. Obviously, we lost game one of this doubleheader today on a walk-off. But uh, I still think, you know, 10 games, a lot can happen. The Brewers are only one game behind so from the Cardinals. So I think uh, I still I like the Cardinals chances right now just because I, we have I think we have a better team and we have the spot right now. So uh, I'm not gonna I'm not too worried about losing the spot. Although we have to see what happens for ten games. Um and uh while we're at it, do you think that the Reds have any chance to come back? I mean, they're destroying the Pirates. Or actually they're they're winning six four right now. Michael Stock is just a three run homer. And they they beat them earlier today. So they're and they won the series against the Cardinals. Do you think they have any chance to come back and make the playoffs? I don't see it for the Reds, I think. Even if they have like a, a surge here in the final weeks, it, I think it's gonna come a little too late for them. Um, although it would be encouraging signs for Reds fans. Although I don't, I don't know exactly how the wild card race is shaping up right now in the National League, but um, they could possibly get one of those wild card spots. I don't see them getting one of the division spots. I don't think there's a hope in hell. They got a, they got a three game series against the Sox after this, a three game series against the Twins and the Brewers. Like, this the Sox and Twins will knock them out. Um, if you think right. the Sox and Twins will knock out the Reds, do you think the Sox and Twins will knock the Cubs out of first place? I they could. Um, I think the thing is is that we do have the big lead going into the series. Like, True. We're at a four-and-a-half game lead currently, I think. But, I mean, if you think about it like this, the Cubs play the Indians, Twins, White Sox, and also the Pirates, but the Indians, Twins, and White Sox the rest of the year, and the Cardinals play the yeah. Brewers, well, the, we don't uh, play the Cardinals, Royals, and the... Like, I think the Cardinals have a much easier schedule, and if you think that the White Sox and Twins are so good, then maybe you think the Cubs are going to drop out of first, no? I mean, the four-game series against Pittsburgh, since all the other ones are either two- or three-game series, having so, four against Pittsburgh at home, Right. The, the ones I look at that we could drop, I think I was talking to Falco, I think. Uh, I don't think we have to face Bieber against Cleveland. Yes, it's going to be Carrasco and... Yeah, Carrasco and their Aaron five... Savali. I think it'll yeah. be Aaron Savali. Yeah, and those two, I'm much more confident that we could beat, especially if we line up Darvish against them. If, if we get Darvish one of those two games, we should be good. Right. Um, if we just get one run through the rotation, Twins and Indians, I think we beat the Twins earlier in the year a little bit. I don't remember, though. Um, we we, so, we yeah, beat the... 
I'm we beat the Indians in the two-game series, and then we, the, we beat the Twins in an exhibition game before the season. Maybe that's what you're thinking of. That, yeah, um, that's what it was. I want to jump over to the AL Central now, now that we're talking about it, because it's a very intriguing race. Um, it used to be kind of White Sox, Twins, and Indians, and the Indians were leading for a while. And now the White Sox have taken the lead. The Twins are hanging in there. The Indians are falling out of it. I want to go through each of you and get your take on who will win the division, who comes in second, who comes in third, and why you think that. And let's go to Tony first. All right. So after the trade deadline episode, I said that I believe the Indians will start falling off because of because they trade their ace, Mike Clevenger, who won their aces. And obviously, I, and obviously why I said was what happened. They fell off. But I think, I mean, I really like this White Sox team, and I think they'll, they'll end up in first. Twins, Twins that can easily see being the number Twins that can easily see being second, and Cleveland's probably going to stay in third. So, exactly what it is. So, I'll say that is that it'll stay exactly what it looks like right now. Uh, Hero? Um, so, I, my pick to start the year, and like I think last week I said it too, it was going to be the Indians that win the division. Obviously, they they fell off this past week. They've lost like five in a row at some point or something like that. Six. Um, yeah, so it's pretty bad. I think if looking at it now, their offense, which was one of the worst in the league, was really, it wasn't sustainable for at the level of play that they were at. And they were pretty much getting carried by a inhumane, like, pitching performance from Shane Beaver throughout the season, which is it doesn't hold up for too long if that's what you're relying on. Now, um, I don't think the Indians are going to win the division anymore. I think the reason why I didn't pick the White Sox before, I, I kind of saw them kind of as like a fluke team. Not necessarily that they're bad, but like that they're not this good, you know? Like, nobody really expected Jose Abreu to, like, keep up what he's been doing, but he has. And so that's something that, you know, you don't account for in your predictions, I guess. I, uh, and Dallas Keiko too, he's been crazy as a 2.19 ERA for the White Sox, which is something that, you know, you couldn't really predict. So I guess my pick for the division now is the easy pick, which is the White Sox. I st- I'm... I still don't really like the Twins as a favorite for that division because I don't think they're as complete of a team as the White Sox. Quinn? Uh, I, I stepped out for a sec. Um, do, do, who, who do you got in the AL Central? I'm going to say that's a big rip. <laughs> okay. Well, friends having some technical difficulties. Yeah. John, are you uh, there? John is. Yeah, I'm right here, dude. Okay, for the central, you know what seven seven three means? That's the area code of the south side of Chicago. We're rolling with the White Sox all season, and look where they are right now. They're heading in first place. They're gonna hang right there the entire season, dude. This team has been just so much fun to watch. Like, the Cubans in this team, Robert, uh, Abreu, Moncada, dude, this team is insane! Rolling with the White Sox! 
Yeah! Very cool. <laughs> okay, so note to self, next time when John speaks, make sure to have um, a headphone warning. Uh, Krind, are you, are you there? Uh, yeah, I just, I tried setting up push to talk and, uh, it failed miserably because I put the space bar. It's all right. Um, let's, no, I, let's... I got, I got the Sox winning the central. Um, they, they just, they got a lot going for them on offense. I, I think it's going to come, it's going to be close between the Sox and the twins. I, th- I think it all depends on whether or not, or, or whether who wins this series. And which one of how many games they take off the Cubs because we play both of them at the end, so it's gonna be it's gonna be close. Yeah, and that's another reason why I think the White Sox will have the division is because the we've been the Cubs have been good historically against the Twins and historically against the White Sox. Even when the White Sox are bad, we drop games against them. So I do think that the White Sox won. Plus, the White Sox offense is just absolutely unstoppable. I, I can't remember the last time they scored like fewer than five runs in a game. It's crazy. Everyone goes up there and hits bombs every time. Um, I'm reading about a White Sox and Cubs World Series. Hey, that, I love that's it. The dream. That's that's the hope. I, I want to see a Chi Town World Series throwback to 1906. That would be, and the best part about that World Series would be that the Dodgers got knocked out. True. And actually, another fun, actually, fun fact about that: if the Chicago, both Chicago teams make it to a World Series, the World Series will not be in Chicago. That's yeah, I, I don't, I don't even know if that idea is actually going to happen because Manfred is. is now saying that he wants it, to put it, fans in attendance. Uh, right. So. I mean, that's just part of it. <laughs> like, what is the point of a bubble if you put fans in attendance? It, it would just I be for the World Series. It would, so. it would be irresponsible to do so i mean think about it some fans would want to travel in and out of states just to watch their team play which is the opposite of what you want them to do i don't think it's a good idea yeah i I think it's probably not gonna happen so wouldn't worry too much about it It, it's an absolutely horrible idea just it manfred manfred is a box of horrible ideas just the man cannot have a good idea to save his life. Uh, I'll agree with that point. Yeah, <laughs> man, he's a cloud show. <laughs> okay. Um. There, there are two other races in the AL that I want to go over, and that's the AL East, mostly between the Yankees and Blue Jays. But I mean, if you think that one of them can overtake the Rays, then that too. And then the AL West, between. The Astros and Mariners mainly because they're separated by, I think a game, maybe a game and a half, and the and the Astros and the Athletics. Even though Astros are falling behind there, Tony, going to you first. I want AL East and AL West predictions. So in the AL East, I think that the Yankees are. Ju- I mean, are the Yankees going to be healthy soon? Because I because I know that Judge is trying to run, but Judge and Stanton are coming back soon. True. So I think I'm. So I think I'm gonna take the Yankees over the Blue Jays, but the Blue Jays will still make the put. Will still make the playoffs. Now in the AL West, the Astros have been dealing with a lot of injuries. But one thing that, but one thing that's going for us is, is the schedule. That 
the Astros uh, schedule for the rest of the season is three against the Rangers, three against Arizona, then three against Seattle, and then four against the Rangers. For, for Seattle, it's two against the Giants, three against the Padres, three against the Astros, and then four against the Athletics. And obviously, it's a hard schedule for Seattle, and I don't think they can keep it up because of that schedule. Tony, I got a follow-up question. The Astros make the playoffs. It's likely that they'll be the sixth seed, mm-hmm. even though they have a worse record than the seven and eight seed. Do you think that's unfair, or do you think that's just a consequence of their schedule and who they play? I mean, there's one. I mean, here's the thing: the West has a lot of because who's who's currently the seventh seed right now? Uh, Cleveland, I believe. I think so. And Cleveland. I mean, Cleveland got to play, like, a lot worse teams. Like, they got to play against the Royals, Tigers. Like, I mean, the Pirates are just really bad this year. Actually, look at the stairs. I don't know. I mean, this year's just really weird because you're not playing against, like, almost all the divisions. You're only playing against the, like, Central's only playing against Central, West versus West. It's just really weird. I think that's why they went, like, they went with the playoff format they went with. All right, um, Hero, give me your predictions. So for the AL East, it's very interesting because the Yankees are playing like the Yankees now. They won like five in a row, I think. And But the interesting thing is the Blue Jays haven't slowed down their pace either, so they're still on second place, which makes a really, really interesting series that's coming up here. Uh, the Blue Jays are headed to Yankee Stadium to, I think, or is uh, it's, they're going to play the Yankees starting tomorrow. I think that series obviously is going to make or break it for either team. Um, both teams have been kind of on fire, I think. Um, I'm a, I think the Yankees are going to end up taking it. They're a half game behind. Might be a little bit biased, but... They're getting Judge and Stanton back soon, probably before the playoffs. So I got the Yankees here. And for the AL West, I think, uh, I don't really think the Mariners have a chance. I don't know. It feels like they're kind of just, I don't don't know. I got the Astros keeping that spot there. Um, Yeah, I don't know the schedule and everything. It's just in favor of the Astros, although if the Mariners do pull it off, I would be very, I would, I would be happy about it. I'm, I'd be rooting for the Mariners, but I don't see it happening. I can't believe you said that you'd root for the Mariners right in front of Tony. Okay, anyway, let's well, go to Kren. He knows, he knows the consequences of being an Astros fan. Right? <laughs> That's true. That's true. Uh, Kren, Kren, give me your predictions. Uh, I, I'm, I'm, I, I agree that the Astros probably got it, and. They they probably got the second spot. Although there is a chance Oakland just collapses, and that that situation due solely to Matt Chapman's injury, which is brutal for that for the Oakland. I think that not a World Series contention. But right, um, yeah. Houston has a really easy schedule. Seattle basically just gets shit on. 
like, like you could you couldn't pick a worse schedule for Seattle. It's it, it's basically like the Cubs the last four seasons. Excuses. <laughs> Talk about excuses. Heroes making excuses all day today for the Cardinals losing. But we'll we'll move on from that. Um, well, it's not, they're valid, though. I, I'm not going right. to talk about it, but they're pretty valid. Okay, John, go ahead. Yo, what's up? Okay, um, for the American League, uh, wild card, right? This is what we're, like, this is what we're talking about, right? AL East, AL West. Um, AL West, right, okay. Um, I like I like the Astros' chances right now. I think the Mariners sunk a long time ago. I think considering how... Uh, difficult their uh, schedule is rolling on. Uh, I don't really think they could make it. However, don't sleep on them because, you know, the Mariners, you know, they could they can make some uh, splashes and surprise people. I mean, we've seen basically more than half of the league do this already. And, uh, but yeah, I'm going to stick with the Astros for now. And can I get your thoughts on the AL East between the Yankees and Blue Chase too? That is a very interesting race there between the Yankees and the Toronto Blue Jays, or, or should I say, Buffalo Blue Jays. Um, I, I really, I really like that the Blue Jays are playing really aggressive uh, against the Yankees and fighting for that spot. You know what I mean? So, I, I think uh, if the Yankees keep it up for the next uh, week and a half or whatnot, I think they have a chance to surpass the Blue Jays and go back to where they were. Alright, I'm going to give a couple bold predictions for you guys, okay? Yeah, go ahead! First, I'm going to say that the Mariners will overtake the Astros. And that's because, because I've been watching the Mariners recently. Boo! And they they, they kind of got a pretty good offense, okay? They, yeah, they, I love Kyle Lewis! Kyle Lewis, dude, he's so underrated! Yeah, they, they put some hits together, they get some rallies going, and they got some power hitters. I like their offense. The Astros' offense been inconsistent, plus they have a bunch of pitchers. Right. So, I'm going to say the Mariners, even though they have a tough schedule, they do get to play the Astros. So, I think they might win that series. All right. Cool. And then, another bold, very bold prediction here. I think not only will the Yankees pass up the Blue Jays, I think they'll get Judge and Stanton back, and they'll win the division. And that's because... You're right. You think they're gonna get <laughs> Judge and Stan and go all the way to second place? John, I do think that. Okay, I'll tell you Those are the worst. Those were those are the worst predictions I've ever heard. Okay, you know quiet, quiet, quiet. I, I you like gotta let me explain. There's a better chance of the Yankees missing the playoffs than no, listen, listen, than them winning the, the Rays, division. The Rays just lost a series to the Red Sox. Their offense has been stifling, and their their bullpen is still hurt. If the Yankees get their players back. I think they'll make a run at the end of the year and they'll pass up the race and then they'll do good in the playoffs, maybe even make it to the World Series. They have the most talent. If if there's no injuries, the Yankees are by far the best team in the AL. All yes, right. That's a very interesting take there, Connor. I think if the Yankees manage to get Stanton and Judge back, then oh boy, it's gonna get really good in the East. Right. You, you forgot the one thing, and that's Yankees and injuries. Well, I mean, if they if they get them back, they get them back. Okay. I'm not well, going to try to like one, predict other injuries. I want to say ahead, one here. more thing, kind of a prediction. While we were on the topic of the AO West and injuries, 
the Matt Chapman, he's out for the season and the postseason, I think. They went and got Jake Lamb, right? And I think, you know, Jake Lamb, he used to rake for the Diamondbacks. Like, he had some crazy power. So what I think is going to happen, because that's how baseball is, you know, Jake, Jake Lamb has been pretty bad since 2018, but baseball has its ways. I think he's going to go off for the athletics. He's going to start hitting bombs. So I got to say, that's a horrible take. Jake Lamb is washed. He's horrible. He's going to do <laughs> right, so bad. But that's why it's a take. Alright. That's all I got Let's see here. What do we got next? All right, all right. Let's keep it in the AL real quick, okay? Right now, there are three teams with 30 wins. That's the Rays, White Sox, and the Twins, okay? The the White Sox would have the one seed in the AL right now. But the Rays are, are in it, the Twins maybe, and even the Athletics. They have 29 wins, um, and the top seed will get to play. Uh, perhaps the Blue Jays, or maybe the Yankees. Um, so I want to hear your predictions on who you think will get the number one seed in the AL. Tony, you're first. I think my prediction to earn the number one spot in the AL was, I'm going to say that it still be the White Sox. The Rays, they're, as you said, Connor, they are falling behind. I don't think they'll lose the East, but I'm going to see them. But I don't see them being first anymore. In athletics without Matt Chapman, I don't. I do not trust the athletics without Matt Chapman. And also today, the athletics had a five nothing lead against the Mariners, and they choked it because they, after Osaro gave up four runs in the fifth, and Soriano and Soria gave up an, another two runs all on walks. So I don't trust. Uh, so I don't currently don't really trust that team right now. That's yeah, right. that's true, and Yasmero Petit did the same thing for the Athletics um, just a couple days ago. Uh, now let's go to Kryn. Uh, I, I got the White Sox. I, I think just based on how they've played this year, and they really don't have, like, it, it would be barring an injury, I think, that the White Sox would have that, not have the one seed. Um. I think just based on like their injuries that they have are all bullpen and they're able to manage. Um, I am concerned about Rick Renneria. He's not the best manager, but they definitely, they definitely have a good shot at it. Uh, if it's not, if it's not the Sox, I'm, I'm going Rays. Um, just a quick Scoring update: The Twins just tied the White Sox in the fifth inning. It's one to one. Keep an eye on that, uh, Hero. I'm going to go to you. I also want a scoring update, or I just want an update on the Cardinals Brewers game. I'm not watching it right now. I want to hear what's going on. All uh, right. So we're having in the Cardinals Brewers game. We have a similar situation to Game One. Ponce de Leon and. Uh, I think it's Corbin Burns for the Brewers. They're having a pitching duel here. It's still scoreless, similar to the matchup with with KK and uh, and uh, Lindblom. So, um, I think these are two teams that have been struggling offensively these past this past week. So I think it's really showing here. Um, I will say, 
I expect the Cardinals to put up a little bit more runs against these bad Brewers pitching, but it's the Cardinals offense. Be careful so what you would... say. The Brewers pitching has been okay this year. Right, right, but like, you know. Yeah, it's been really good, uh, you know, not counting 12 runs. <laughs> it's the, oh, yeah, especially the guys pitching right now for the Brewers. You know what, I'm going to say... I will say uh, Ponce de Leon has struggled with, you know, efficiency on the mound. He obviously he has great stuff. He struggles with command sometimes. He gets to two strike counts, and then he just loses the hitters. I think if he ends up, you know, having a good start here, it might be a career-changing moment for him here, you know. If he's striking out a bunch of guys, this might be the start right here as we speak that where he starts to blossom into a good pitcher, you know. Yeah, maybe I do like Ponce de Leon. We're getting we're getting a little off topic. I think our NL bias is showing right now. Right, I gotta get back to the predictions to get I gotta get back to the AL. Hero, you're supposed to tell me who's gonna get the one seed in the AL. Right, so I'm gonna go with the Oakland Athletics and Jake Lamb, right? So I think it, we've seen Matt Olson heat up um, these past few games. Well, you know, he's still very inconsistent with the hits, but he's been hitting home runs, and that's pretty much all he does. So if the A's offense can get going with Jake Lamb um, and their pitching stays, you know, their pitching's good, I think they're going to take that number one seed. Um, I also think they have had a pretty easy schedule compared to some of the teams in the Central. So I think I think they have a good chance to just take it here in the end. You know, I'm gonna agree with that. I think I'll take the athletics just because I think they're the way they play games, I kinda like it. I mean they're not really like the White Sox where they just score a bunch but maybe give up a lot of runs and they're not like the Rays with or the Indians that, you know, they have low scoring games. They just kind of play really good complete games where they just somehow put together a win. So I kind of like them, and I like them to go far in the playoffs too, even though they don't have the best rotation. Um, John? Oh, right. Stretch, stretch, stretch. The American League looks up. You can put the White Sox in the first seed. Yes! Yes! Go with the White Sox all day right now. Dude. I just mentioned, I, I mean, I said it earlier, the team has been just uh, amazing to watch. I mean, wow. Where did this team come from? They have, like, one of the best pieces in the fucking league. Oh, I mean, in the league. Um, uh, <laughs> you got Luis Robert. You got uh, 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 Yohan Moncada. You got Lucas Giolito, dude. No hitter, baby. Let's go. Okay, I need to okay, interrupt. Okay. I have a game break. No, 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 Hiro. Game I break. should say this. I don't, I don't want you to cry, so I'm, I'll no, say it. No, I'll say it. Cause I okay, think go it's ahead. So, Jed Jerko, Cardinals legend, has just hit a two-run home run against Daniel Ponce de Leon. So, so much for a career-changing start, you know. <laughs> okay, so while Hero um, cries over that, we're going to go back to the NL for a little. And John, I hope you're ready because I want to talk about the Marlins. Yeah, what's up, man? They they give up 29 runs to the Braves. They right. won that yeah. series, 
They won that series. They gave up 29 runs. And then after that, they took five out of seven from the Phillies, and they are in a fantastic position right now. Tell me about them. Man, this team, wow. No matter what obstacle you throw to this team, this team overcomes them. Like what? This team literally went from a COVID-19 outbreak, losing 25 players, the entire rotation, more than half of the lineup, and they still managed to win games. If that's not the bottom line of baseball, then I don't know what is. The Marlins have shocked the league. They're in sitting in second place, just shy of three games from the Braves. They're almost there. Wow. What a team has been to watch. I mean, I haven't had this much fun watching this team since 2009, back when Hanley Ramirez was like the best thing in the world. Wow. I love the Marlins. Um, do you want to tell me a little bit about some of the players that have been producing for them on offense and then some of their pitchers that have been doing good in the rotation? Oh, absolutely, man. Guys like Jesus Aguilar, uh, Lewis Brinson has been another one to talk about. Everybody was saying, wow, that guy was a bust. The dude has been, you know, swinging the ball a lot better. He has been actually, you know, stealing bases. He's been more aggressive on the base path. And he's been, you know, hitting homers. And when he hits them, he's, he rockets them over out of the fences. Uh, another guy I want to mention and give a shout-out to is Miguel Rojas. That is literally our captain of this team. And he has carried the Marlins to victories. Uh, games against Atlanta. Games against uh, the Phillies, actually, this series. He swung the bat really, really, really well. And another one I want to mention is, uh, uh, what's his face? Um... Brian Anderson, now that is the Derek Jeter of this team. Making amazing plays, top caliber plays. I bet it's all over ESPN right now, the play with Phillies. Wow. Even the pitcher, he was like, oh, my goodness, did you just do that? And, you know, Brian Anderson, he has been the voice of this team, the source of inspiration. This team is playing like a family, as Jorge Alfaro said. Um, another, uh, some pitchers I want to mention Sixto Sanchez, what? What a stud! The dude has been striking out like literally every single person he faces. Like what? Pablo Lopez coming back and sh uh, he shaved himself. He looks a lot like a Mexican drug cartel. But uh, uh, another another uh, notable pieces that the Marlins have, Braxton Garrett. He is just amazing. Wow. That. That is fantastic analysis there by you, John. Um, and on the Phillies, the Phillies side of things, it, it looks like their bullpen's been faltering and they've had some rotation issues. I think one player that's been pretty good for the Phillies is Alec Bohm. I don't think you'll hear oh, too much well, about yeah. him, but he's been hitting really well. I think he's kind of carrying the offense. Now, there's a, there's a person I like comparing to Alec Bohm, and that's Jason Wirth when he was in his prime with the Phillies back in, like the late 2000s he, he he just swings the bat so well he fields the ball really well as well he's just like a great baseball player to have in your team and he's young so he's going to be a dangerous piece uh for for years to come for the fills uh, however i do want to mention that the uh jt Ramuto and reese hoskins are uh i think today they went to uh, get MRI tested, and uh, Phillies might be losing them for a couple days, so that's going to hurt the team a lot more. Uh, I think the Phillies now have to play the New York Mets in the next series. 
Uh, the Mets, however, that's a team that I do want to point out that, you know, they've lost very, very crucial games, especially that Blue Jays series, the game where uh, I think Ahmed Rosario got, uh, you know, uh, picked off and they ended up losing that game. That was That was a fatal loss for the Mets. I think their season is pretty much over by this point. I do want to mention now for the Nationals, Juan Soto. Wow, dude is a beast. Keeps swinging the bat really well. He catches anything out there in the outfield. He's going to be really, really good for years to come. All right, and that, that's going to bring me to another hot take I have. All right, and you guys, you're going to go ballistic over this one. But I got, I got, got a hot take here. The New York Mets, they're going to make the playoffs. All right, I've been looking at the stats. They have one of the best offenses in the league have a pretty good run differential. I don't know why they're losing games right now, but it has to turn around at some point, and I think it will. They get to play the Phillies in a three-game series starting tomorrow. I think they'll win that series, maybe even sweep it. I think they'll pass up the Phillies, maybe even pass up the Giants. I think the Mets are good. I want to hear all of you tell me I'm stupid, starting with Corinne. Uh, yeah, well, you forgot something. It's the Mets. <laughs> they suck. Great point. <laughs> the Mets, the the Mets are the Cleveland Browns of baseball. If they if you ask them to try to win a game, they true. will lose. No, I don't think that's true. And I think they have just really underrated talent in Michael Conforto. Um, Dominic Smith has been fantastic this year, and, and even guys like Andres Jimenez. Super underrated first baseman right there. Um, I don't know about Pete Alonso, but I do think Andres Jimenez. People need to talk about him. Can we talk about my boy Edwin Diaz? He has a sub two ERA right now, and he doesn't get enough love. You know, everyone's on him when he's doing bad, but when he's doing good, like he is this year, nobody's talking about him. So I gotta, I gotta show him some love right now. Unfortunately, that's kind of how it is in New York. People talk about the bad things a little more. Um, I remember Mickey Calloway. When he was managing the Mets, they they won a great game against the Cubs, right? Do you remember that, Corinne? And then the next game, they blew it. Javi hit a home run, and everyone was calling for Callaway to be fired. It's like, well, they, they just won. The team's kind of overperforming anyway. They weren't supposed to be good. But New Yorkers, they're just, I mean, I don't know. Maybe Hero could speak to that a little more than me. Well, I think New York is very, they love their sports here, you know. I think that's what we're seeing with the Mets, even though they've sucked forever. Like, to me, my standard of, like, how bad the Mets are, like, they could field a good team and make the World Series or anything, but I, I think being a Mariners fan is, is less painful than being a Mets fan, and they, the Mariners have never played a game in the World Series. So that says a lot about the Mets. Tony, I need to know. Am I stupid? Am I being stupid about the Mets? Yes. Them scoring 18 runs in one game doesn't make them doesn't 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 say that they're after the best team in baseball. But I will say this. Dom Smith has been amazing. All I do I mean literally every little every single time I look at I watch a Mets game, he hits a homer. I mean the dude's insane. Also, Jacob the also DeGrom is Basically carrying their rotation right now. And good job for Diaz for, for having a good season. Okay. 
So it sounds like you're a little more appreciative of the Mets than everyone else here. That's good. Um, John, as an NL East team fan, am I crazy about the Mets, bro? Well, one thing is being delusional. Another thing is a Mets fan. And I think you're right in between. Uh, honestly, starting too far back from the playoffs, Giants did lose a very crucial to the Padres. I believe they swept. Correct me if I'm. However, I I don't know. I I really you you uh, fairly well. If the Mets, you know, that'd be cool. But to me personally, I don't really think he's. I mean, they're going to make it. I really don't. Thanks. Okay. Um. I speaking of. The Giants and the NL West. Let's let's talk about this big series between the Padres and Dodgers that everyone's talking about. Um, I've heard a lot of people say that the Padres are actually better than the Dodgers this year. I don't know if I believe that. Um, I'm going to go to each of you. I want you to tell me if you think the, the Padres could win the division this year. And if not, do you think they'll win it next year? After their players have some more experience, um, and let's start with Tony. I'm sorry, what were you saying? I was, uh, I was too busy. I was too busy in Discord. Yeah, yeah, uh, Tony. Uh, I want you to tell me if you think the Padres. I, I know the Astros have played both the Dodgers and Padres this year, so you should have a good gauge on them. Do you think the Padres will win the division this year? And if not, what about next year? Um, uh, I. I do not think that this is that this year the Padres will win will win the West. They'll get really close, but I don't see them winning it. But next year, if they can stay healthy, and the Dodgers, um, uh, and the Dodgers continue to have, if Jansen, especially if Jansen continues to have problems like he just had Saturday against the Astros, then I definitely can definitely see the the Padres win the West. Okay, um, Hero? Um, I don't see it for this year because the Dodgers are on a unbelievable pace right now. It's like, if they were able to keep that up for like a full season, they'd be, they'd be like close to the 2001 Mariners and wins or something like that. It's pretty crazy what they're doing so far. And the Padres, they, they're like right behind them, which is also very impressive. I just... The Dodgers are just a more complete team in my eyes, you know. Offense, uh, rotation, and bullpen is just, they're, they've got pretty much everything. Whereas the Padres have a great offense and rotation, but their bullpen is it's not as good as the Dodgers, I believe. So I think, you know, in the, in the era of bullpens, I just think that's, that's what it's going to come down to in the, in the division race. And, uh, I guess the Dodgers are going to take it this year. However, I did say, like, last week, I think it was, that I got the Padres winning it uh, next year. Very interesting. Kren, what do you think? Uh, I, I'm i not sure about that one. I, I think the Dodgers got it. But it, it's going to be close. Slam Diego, pretty good. Um, They got a lot of really good players. And the Clevenger edition helps a ton. But, I mean, 
then again, it's also the Dodgers, the master choke artists. So, I don't know. I, I think I think it's anyone's game. Yeah. Uh, San Diego, San Diego could go on a very fast run here. Just run right to the end. Um, LA doesn't really have a lot of weak spots. Like the bullpen is pretty good, even though they had the Kenley collapse a couple days ago. But they're they're a great team. Like there's a reason they were the consensus number one team going into the season. You know what? Since you brought up the Dodgers choking, do you think you know Clayton Kershaw has had his struggles with in the playoffs? Do you think maybe with no fans, there's less pressure? Do you think he could perform in the playoffs this year? Because that could be decisive for if they win the World Series or not. Um. Well, I was gonna bring that up, and that's that the Padres, they might be more talented, um, but the lack of experience is gonna hurt them more more in the playoffs than the regular season. But like the Dodgers have so much playoff experience. I mean, even if Kershaw has has choked in the playoffs, at least he has experience, right? I mean, almost nobody in the Padres has playoff experience. So I think that the, the Dodgers will. I mean, if they run into the Padres, I think they'll have that that advantage, and I think they'll win and get to the World Series. But maybe next year, the Padres, with that extra experience, could overtake the Dodgers as the best team in the NL West and maybe even the entire NL. Um, John, you have thoughts? I think the Dodgers pretty much took this division by storm. I really don't think the Padres can come back, but put up a great fight, and if it continues that way, then pretty cool. Uh, um, speaking of the NL West, uh, there's a few good MVP candidates in there: Mookie Betts, Mike Yastrzemski, um. Maybe Fernando Tatis, the favorite, and uh, there's a few others around the league. Um, but I think we should move to our award predictions. We've done this before. I wanna, I wanna do every award, and that's MVP, Cy Young, Rookie of the Year, and Manager of the Year for every league. And I want you to not necessarily tell me who you think will win it, but tell me who you think deserves it the most so just kind of neglect that the voters are stupid and tell me who you think deserves it um so let's go to 21st four four awards for two leagues eight total what do you got that's actually really interesting that you said do wait say who you think deserves the award not because of the um you know the voters that's actually really interesting but anyways, I think the NL MVP, I think is most reward, I think I'm going to give it. I think Tatis deserves it a lot because he's been giving the Padres a lot of momentum. The one guy that should not go down quietly is Mike Yastrzemski and Juan Soto. For the AL, even though he just said do, even though, well, hmm. Because one person that's jumped onto the ALMVP race as recently has been Jose Abreu. 
actually, you know what? I'm going to give it to Jose Abreu in the AL. And El Sionic, I'm going to give it to Jacob DeGrom. He's been as good as always. And I could definitely see him winning again, winning again this year. Well, deserving, well, deserving we'll get. And then AL, I don't think there's really any competition. Shane Bieber is probably going to win it. He's been good all year. And now, in a rookie year, it will be, I don't, I don't think it, I think there's only really one good candidate here too, that now is Jay Cronenworth of the Padres. You're wrong. Hey, fuck you going. You'll get, you'll get your turn later. You'll get your turn. And then, for the AL, it's be, for me, it's between Kyle Lewis and Luis Robert, and I'm going to give it, even though I, I bet the first row vote Luis, Luis Robert, Kyle Lewis has had the better season. So I'm gonna give it. So I'll give it to Kyle Lewis, not the manager, oh. not the manager of the years. I would say it's definitely not going to the Padres manager year because he threw his own guy under the bus. I'm actually gonna give it to Don Mattingly. He's, I mean, he had to go through a lot this year with the Miami Marlins and and the Marlins over 500 right now and they're in the playoff picture. So I, that's who I think is most deserving gonna win it. And for the AL, I'm <laughs> in the AL. I'm I'm gonna give it to Toronto to Toronto's manager Charlie Montoya, I believe. It's either Charlie Montoya or Montoya, but but I think he does. I think he deserves it because the Blue Jays were not supposed to be good this year, and right now they're over the Yankees, so. But yeah, those are my reward. Those, those are what I think deserves the awards. All right, this is gonna be really interesting. Um, Hero, if you're gonna pick who I think you're gonna pick for NL Rookie of the Year, you might as well just not even go. Okay. Please don't pick Dylan Carlson. <laughs> well, you never know. <laughs> no, not who him. I'm gonna pick. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, well, I'm gonna start with my MVP predictions, right? So for the National League. It's funny that you keep bringing up Mike Stremski because if it was up to the media, you know, he's out of it for a long time now. You know, they don't even mention him anymore. But he's, he's really good. been, yeah, he's been putting up numbers that some of the other guys haven't really been, like, nobody's paying attention to him, but he's, like, still there. And it's kind of interesting that the MVP race lies in the NL West. However, I think um, it's going to go to Mookie. I think, or, well, it's really hard to pick between Mookie and Tatis because Tatis has been so good, and I think without Tatis, the Padres are nowhere near where they are right now. So I I guess I'll I'll give the benefit to Tatis for the MVP. As for the American League, um, I think Jose Abreu is a good candidate. Um, um, I don't know if he's going to get it, honestly. because uh, I don't know, it just it's it's how the voters work. I don't know who if he deserves it the most. But uh, yeah, I really don't know much about the American League uh, MVP race right now because a lot of guys like come and go. So yeah, um, rookie of the year, National League. Obviously, uh, Jake Cronenworth is like the easy choice right now, right? But let me just let me just make it interesting, right? Um, 
you could you could be boring and say, yeah, Jake Cronenworth is is gonna win, right? But I think I think you know what, Kwang Hyun Kim. You're off the pod. The You're off the pod. <laughs> from the Cardinals. Should we move Matt real quick? Okay, let's let me just let me just tell you, right? It's it's pretty impressive. Nobody's done this again because the Cardinals are bad, but he has a sub one ERA. Okay, and that's nobody does that. He doesn't even strike people out, which is it's all it makes him more impressive that he's this good. He has that ERA plus of five thirty sits through four starts. Who nobody who does that? Nobody, right? I think he's an under the radar pick for rookie of the year. He's 31 years old, so he's not your traditional rookie, but he has really pitched really good this year. And for the American League, I'm going to give it to Luis Robert because Kyle Lewis has struggled to keep up at this point. I mean, sure, he had, he had the better season like like overall, but Robert is just doing it all over the field, and he, he has felt more consistent to me, even, like, Lewis had a really crazy start where he was hitting like near 400 and he kind of fell off and then he goes back up to being good again so I think the inconsistency and the fact that Robert is you know he's all over the news and the media and he's on a on a winning team Robert's gonna end up winning it Uh, manager of the year it's it's gonna go in the American League. I think it's gonna go to uh, Rick Renteria just because the White Sox, that division, it wasn't theirs, and they they're in first place right now. So they're gonna he's gonna win it. Um, National League, I'm gonna go with. I'm a, I'm gonna say Dave Roberts. Just because Did you just say Dave Roberts? Roberts? Well look, I know I know he's uh he has a bad rep, but look at the Dodgers, right? They they're good. They're very good, but did you expect them to be this good? I think his managing has been something that always flies under the radar. Like sure you it's easy to say he made a bad decision after something goes wrong, but you never look at the good thing that he does. And I think he's going to win the manager of the year. So those are my predictions. Um, okay, so the Dodgers aren't supposed to be good, actually though. good manager at the helm of the Dodgers. They would have two or three World Series championships by now. So yeah, well, heroes look, it's off not the about, It's not about 2017 or whatever he did. It's about now. He has done a great job. You, you mean like not putting in and actually... Like, Jansen let's hear your predictions. Come game. on. You can't criticize oh, heroes' Jansen's, predictions without giving no, your own. No, let's no, go, Grant. No. All right. Uh... So, my predictions, NL MVP, uh, I'm legally obligated to say Ian Happ. Uh, that, is, that is just necessary. You're, You're off the pod. The pod. Uh, I, I, I have to meet my Ian Happ quota. Uh, otherwise, I'm, I'm going to get killed. Um, so, uh, NL Cy Young. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say Darvish. I'm going to say Darvish. Um, yeah, we have some bias. We have a biased Cubs fan here. Well, wait, no, I never, okay. Wait, hold on, I Ian, never remember. Ian Happ is biased, but also Ian Happ is so good that uh, he he he's only getting out on purpose, and uh, <laughs> he, he, he's just trying to make it a little bit more fair for the other players. That's uh, what Kwan Hyun Kim like, did. Yeah. Hold 
I skipped so, my Cy Young prediction. Can I slip that in real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Just, so I want to really disagree with Kryn here on you, Darvish. So I guess there's a good chance to say Trevor Bauer is the Cy Young. Uh, yeah, and for the American League, Shane Bieber. That's all. Okay, go on, Kryn. Uh, all right. Well, uh, first of all, Bauer, uh, no. Um, it's going to be Darvish or DeGrom. Um, the, the reason why I say Darvish is DeGrom has won, what, three times in a row now? I think Darvish, if he puts up a close season to DeGrom, he'll get it. DeGrom um, won two years in a row. He's trying for three. Yeah. Um, then, uh, man, I'm thinking of all the silver sluggers, but that, that would take way too long. Um, <laughs> manager of the year, I, 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 I got to say David Ross. Just... It, you look at the Cubs team, they should not be in first place. This is this team, before the season, I was saying rebuild. Rebuild the team, burn it down, um, build around a couple guys, trade Baez, trade Bryant, trade Contreras. And the fact that we're able to be in first place with a really bad pitching staff. Like, yeah, Mills threw a no-hitter, but Mills is not. He, he's not a fantastic starter. No, he's the best pitcher of all time, but continue. Um, not only that, he's been able to do this without Chatwood for multiple weeks, who was insane to start the season. Um, and somehow he's put the bullpen together. Uh, the Cubs' bullpen has been bad, but they haven't really blown games. Like, they've still won the games. They've just made it a nail-biter. Um, I, I think he's done a fantastic job, and I don't I don't think I can say the same thing if Joe Madden was managing. I, I don't think I could say that. Um, rookie of the year, I think it's got to go to Cronenworth uh, for the NL. He's just been insane and one of the best bats in the league. Um, so that's for the NL. AL MVP, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say the AL MVP is gonna be Shane Bieber. Uh, I, I think Bieber's been good enough as a starting pitcher that he could win MVP. Um, it's Bieber or Trout, in my mind. Uh, Cy Young definitely Bieber, unless he absolutely implodes. Um, manager of the year, I th I think it's got to be Rick Renneria. Um, and, uh, rookie of the year, I'm, I'm going to give it to Robert. Okay. Um, can I'll... I just, can I just pitch it real quick? You can say that was like the most biased predictions I've ever heard. Literally, literally wondered. Cut out for me at least. Those are the most uh, bias predictions I've ever heard. Only one, only one award did not go to the Cubs. Yeah, and then Chicago teams in the AL too. Uh, I don't think Kryn likes in the my, Lights, In my okay. Dart, all, no, all the guys I said have a very good chance at winning it. It's, uh, David Ross is not a good manager, okay? That's, that's all I'm going to say. I don't want to argue with yeah. you. Oh, about, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. David Ross isn't a good manager. Yeah, okay, okay. And Schilt is so um, great when he's in second place with the Cardinals. Um, I sure, one, Mike one thing. Go ahead. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay, Mike Schilt has faced a lot of difficulties this year, and I honestly think 
he's done a great job managing his bullpen and his pitching staff. So okay, I, well, I honestly, I like Mike Schill as the manager. David Ross, he's not a good manager. He's just he's good. he's had a good team. Hero, hero, you got to listen to me for yeah, a second. Yeah, because he has the, a good team that Cubs, missed the playoffs last year. The Cubs were different. Playoffs, and Ross has taken pretty much the exact same team, just a little bit different bullpen arrangement. And he's taken them to first place in the division currently. Okay, but here's here's the thing, right? The Hero. Cubs. I'm not saying that 13 and three start isn't valid. Obviously, they won those games. They deserve it. But ever since then, they're playing below 500. That's their true colors, right? You know how baseball no, is. No, shut up. If they would have had the Royals and Pirates <laughs> in this stretch, then they would oh, okay. be over 500 now. Gosh. Okay, hold on, <laughs> hold on. Their true colors. We all knew when they went 13 and three, they were going to average out. But when you start thirteen and three, you can play below five hundred. You, you yeah, don't. Yeah, playing like, below five hundred is not good through any stretch, regardless of what your record is. I mean, if it gets you in the playoffs, sure, but it's not indicative of yeah. how good the team really is. But when you start thirteen and three, like you're you're completely discounting how good of a start we had. Let me point out something, just, just really quick. Okay, one thing I look at for manager of the year is how good a team's record is compared to what's called their Pythagorean record, which takes, just takes into account run differential. And the Cubs' run differential isn't that good. And it only puts them like two games over 500. Yet they're eight games over 500. I think Ross, you know, I don't care about what you think, like what he brings in Kimbrell or whatever. It, the numbers show that he's winning more games than they, they should be winning. I, I don't think you can really argue with that. Yeah, not only that, but, like, there's been a lot of situations where Ross has trusted his pitching staff to do what they need to do and just left his guys in and they get the job done. Um, there, There's definitely been a massive improvement in pitch framing, which I would credit to the coaching staff, um, which Ross assembled. Um, he, he put together a really good coaching staff with Mike Napoli coming on, and we got we got a lot of former catchers in, in the catching staff. Um, and there has been a drastic improvement in pitch framing from Contreras, and I, I, I think you have to credit it to Ross. He's, he's made a massive difference to the team. Um, if I'm not joking and uh, not showing my Ian Happ bias because Ian Happ is the best player in the world. Um, <clears throat> I, I think it. I think you have to say Tatis probably has the MVP unless Ian Happ goes crazy like he did last year at the last week, where he hit five bombs in a week and had a 480 batting average. I'm just gonna say, Crane, this is the type of stuff that over a 152 game season, it's the stuff that evens out, right? So I guess we can't really say anything about this right. year like if the numbers are there then that's what that's what it is but next year i think you know we're gonna see what david ross truly brings to the table all right i'm gonna have to intervene because this is going along it's a little too far all right let me let me get my predictions in there and we'll end with john okay so um just you know i like i like war as a stat so if you're looking at who deserves awards i like to look at war I'm not going to pick solely based on more, though, but I will say that Fernando Tatis is way ahead of everyone in more, and F4 at least, and so I think he deserves an MVP. AL, um, if, if I'm being biased, I'd say Mike Trout, because he's, like, my favorite player, but right now, 
Anthony Rendon deserves it more, but he's regressing and Trout's getting better. So by the end of the year, Trout will probably deserve it more. But then again, Shane Bieber also, but I'm not a big fan of voting for pitchers for MVP. Um, Cy Young, I think Yu Darvish deserves it. He, he has the numbers to back it up. Um, and the AL, I I just can't pick Shane Bieber because you guys, it's just too it's too normy of a pick. Okay, the other thing is that Shane Bieber has a good pitching staff around him. Aaron Savali, Zach Plesak, Carlos Carrasco, um, they're, they're all good too. Uh, so I'd go with Lucas Giolito because um, he, he's got really good numbers and I mean, he might have a worse ERA than Keiko, but he has way more war, and he, I feel like if, without Lucas Giolito, the White Sox, I mean, that, that fifth day that Lucas Giolito picks, they'd lose that all the time, because they just wouldn't have a good rotation, um, and I mean, that's kind of, that's the kind of team they were just a few years ago, they just had horrible pitching, so I think Giolito stepping it up is the real reason why they're in so many games, um, for rookie of the year, uh, Luis Roberts, he just by far deserves it in the AL, in the NL, and the, you know this this isn't any kind of bias for me. This is just what the numbers show. Sixto Sanchez is the best rookie in the NL this year, not only by WAR. I mean, just watch him. He has so much talent. See, he strikes out like everyone, like John said, and is a one six nine year. I mean, you can say that Kwang and Kim looks better or whatever, but he just doesn't have the like. Sixto already has more innings than him. He strikes out more guys. He to add on to, he's compared to Pedro Martinez. Like, um, <laughs> yes, he's he. That's that's a good point, John. Okay, um. <laughs> my managers of the year I I would go with normie picks I go with uh, Jace Tingler because uh, I think he's done a good job with that Padres team and uh, Ricky Renteria in the AL because the White Sox are amazing and John you've been breaking up a little bit but uh, go ahead and try to give me your predictions I'm good <laughs> um, MVP, National League, Mookie Betts, American League. <laughs> I have to go with Dave. Uh, uh, Cy Young Award winner, League going to be Grom of the Mets. American League. Uh, I really know. Actually, I do know Shane Bieber. Uh, rookie of the year for the National League. Gotta go with my boy Sanchez, but I know I'm probably not gonna win. American League. Uh, gotta go with White Sox. Managers of the National League going with my boy Mattingly. Carried a team with so many balls and you know, problems and carries currently to a second place. Uh, fifth to playoffs. American League. Uh, I really, really love a Kevin Cash manages games. 
super creative shifts and lineups, and he still gets them. I do love how he gets his stuff. Uh, yeah, that's my awards. Thank you, John. Those were the, the best award predictions I've ever heard. Um, I think we have to end on that. That was fantastic. Uh, we'll, we'll be back next week, probably, for another episode. I uh, hope to see you there. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye. Bye.